On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, we talk week three NFL football, uh, Bears, crazy win over the Falcons. We are recording while the Packers game is going on, so running commentary by Casey and other wild things going on through week three. College football is back, had some upset alerts going on. MLB playoffs, NBA playoffs, and of course, Casey's corner kick. All right, let's start the show. And Casey, we got a hot episode tonight with the yeah. Packers playing on in the background. You are in full form right now. Yeah, I've been complaining a lot about everything as I watch uh, the Packers and, and the basketball game here as, as we kind of got ready for, for the podcast here. Um, yeah, it's been a, a tough, you know, a, I don't know what... I shouldn't say tough sports day because that's—I mean—it's not like I'm really doing anything. I'm just watching sports and, and, and cheering for things. But uh, we had a, a what felt, what sh- I guess, should have been an elimination game for the Brewers uh, or a play-in game for the Brewers, uh, and we'll talk about it a little bit. So I had to kind of cheer through that, and then I, I kind of cheered through the rest of football while I was just waiting for the Packers to play, and that's been tough so far. Um, but yeah, it's been a, a again. Tough isn't the right word, but we're going to go. It's been an interesting day so far, Marlo. So I'm, as you said, in in some interesting form here as we go into the podcast. Yeah. Fandom is back. Yeah. Uh, Fandom (laughs) is back in full form. Uh, Yeah. We have a a lot going on here. Much to talk about in week three uh, for the NFL. So shall we dive into it? Sure. Let's go with the comeback of the week. The, the, I guess, surprise of the week, your. I don't know if the surprise is the right way. I guess the way that it looked, um, although with the Falcons being involved, maybe it shouldn't have been a surprise. But the Falcons losing another one where they were, I think, 98% favored to win uh, at one point statistically uh, on, on that pro- win probability. Uh, collapsing again to your Chicago Bears, the 3-0 Chicago Bears. Marlo, let's hear it. The Bears, uh, much watch TV. They are the most sensational team yep. in the league right now. You have to tune in the fourth quarter. Uh, that's where they're at. This was a wild game. Casey, talking about talking about fan of, of emotions. Um, I think I pretty much gave up on the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Big Nick coming in. Um, and I was a little bit rejuvenated. And then he goes ahead and throws an interception. Which, by the way, to your, your, uh, your point to complaining about refs, yeah. that, was a, that was a crap call. That was a crap reversal, I should say. They called it yeah. a touchdown and then reversed it. Um, yeah, that which when I was I was watching, I thought it was an interception, and then I just went, "Oh right, interception!" and didn't realize they had called it a touchdown. Yeah, and then came back and they were like, "Oh, they reversed it." I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" They gave him a touchdown for that, and they were like, "No, reverse it for an interception." So I was really confused. But <laughs> you uh, put your own brain in a pretzel. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so. So here we go. I mean, the key to the game is that we gave Atlanta a big lead. Um, yeah. That's when I thought I had a chance because we gave them a big <laughs> lead. Uh, but it wasn't looking good with Mitch in there just missing, again, back to Mitch's way, missing open people. 
Um, he had a nice run in there in, in, in the night sauce, but just wasn't in command of the, uh, of, of the offense. And then insert yeah. Nick Foles, um, who actually, I mean, he came in, he had three, touch, three touchdown passes in the fourth quarter, truly had five touchdown passes. Like we talked about, one was taken away. The other one, his receiver did drop it, but it was close. You know, it was a good throw. That was close enough. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, at the end of the day, it was the typical – not typical, but it was it was done in Bears fashion, right? Got done in the fourth quarter with <clears throat> Nick Foles coming in relief. The defense getting a, a a timely turnover when needed to seal the game, um, and that was it. So it has begun. I think I I meant to go back and listen. I always say that I'm going to go back and listen to find out what my takes were. But I'm pretty sure this is on schedule when we talked about this at the beginning of the season. I th- I believe I said the first. It'd be, it'd be, I thought it'd be after the third game. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles would uh, Nick Foles would be become the quarterback. I'm interested to see what Nagy's going to say about him starting next week. But yeah, I think this is right on schedule. Um, I think Nick will have here. I'm just going to re- I'm trying to reiterate what I said before, and of course someone can tell me that I was doing it wrong that I said it different last time. But I think he's going to come in and have two good games. And then we're gonna have this quarter, and then he's gonna have a really crappy game, and then we're just gonna be stuck in the middle uh, by week six. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's a little bit off, if I remember correctly. I think it was after this game that uh, Foles was gonna get the start, and then he was gonna have two games. So I think I guess we're just a half schedule, yeah, or half game ahead of schedule. Uh, if I was Mitch, I would be pissed because this <laughs> comeback was happening no matter what, no matter who was at quarterback. It's the Falcons. Yeah. Mitch got screwed out of his comeback that he was absolutely gonna have because we all know he has uh, one good, at least one good quarter in him, if not a half. Yeah, and they took that away from him and gave that to Nick Foles. I I think it's unfair to Mitch. Um, <laughs> and. It's and and I don't think that uh, Nick Foles did anything that uh, that Mitch couldn't have done. Um, <laughs> that I half believe that Marlo. I half believe that because yeah, these, no, these Falcons are absolutely ridiculous. I I mean they're like a more talented Lions. It's really yeah. bizarre. Although they won today, but we'll, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, they find they get these leads and find ways to give them away. It's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, maybe they just sh- no. They should not keep track of the score and just yes. play as if they don't know what the score is because it just seems like they have no idea how to maintain a lead. Uh, and I've watched this one a little bit closer. Obviously, I was you know, hoping the Bears would lose. Yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan does not know how to play with the lead. <laughs> he cannot like. He completes passes when he's just running his offense, but the second he has to like control the game, he just can no longer complete a pass. He holds onto the ball too long. Check down, <laughs> get four yards. It's okay. God, I can't imagine being a Falcons fan because I mean, obviously, this is two catastrophic collapses in a row, and you're still, you know, in your, the back of your mind is that Super Bowl. It's unbelievable. So yeah. frustrating. Uh, and I was a Falcons fan for a day. <laughs> I couldn't imagine being one uh, full-time. Yeah, absolutely. You started off saying, saying uh, at one point they were 95% chance of winning late in the yeah. game. 98. 98. 98%. They have to hold the record for like the most amount of time spent at like 90-plus percent to win a game and, fi- and losing. Yeah. Right? I they have to. <laughs> they're, they're number one at that in my book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just Matt Ryan's interception at the end of the game. That pass was so uh, it felt so easy. Like he just that he was I, I think he was throwing to Ridley. I don't remember, but on that uh, that kind of outpost route, yeah. it was there. 
It was e- like there was nobody by him. He just overthrew him by like five, six yards. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, man, it was frustrating being a Falcons fan for the day. But the Bears move on three and zero. Three and zero. Three and zero. Division. I mean, lead as of right now, of this recording. I mean, I'm going to sit here and say, you know, I'd probably take the Packers being three and zero right now as they're down at halftime. But <laughs> it's an absolutely frustrating three and zero. Uh, from the outside, from a non-Bears fan, and I'm sure it's just, you know, you're sitting with house money as a Bears fan at 3-0. Yeah. I mean, these are, this, is, this is shades of 07. I know. I mean, obviously, 07, we're coming off a of Super Bowl, but it's like there, there's no real reason we should be 3-0. Let's be honest. It probably should be more like 0-2. Oh 1-2 and, one, one and two at the best, right? Yep. That I mean that Bills game almost not the Bills game the uh, Jets not ugh, the Giants Giants game, game? Yeah. yeah I was thinking the wrong Blues there um, Giants game was was close down to the wire at the end and on the other way with them coming back and so yeah it's you know it's interesting it's comes and again comes back to the quarterback the defense is there they're playing better than average not great but you know better uh, enough to to win football games if you have your your offense click it did lose. Looks like we lost um, Cohen for the year with that ACL. Oh, really? Also crap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that came down, so that sucks. Uh, so that's part of the offense that they're going to have to find um, another wrinkle for. But yeah, I mean, we're going into um, next week. We have the oh yeah we have uh, Colts coming into town. Uh, yeah, next week. Yeah, next week Colts. We'll talk a little more yep. about it later. So yeah. Anyways, we'll that's the Bears week. rundown. The Packers Bears. are playing right now. Do you yeah. want to give your up-to-the-minute take? <laughs> yeah, well, you'll probably hear more as we go. Uh, yeah. Second half just started. It's 17-13. Uh, Packers, really, as I'm watching this drive and another ball go through wide receiver's hands, really missing uh, Devontae Adams. And, I mean, obviously wide receiver depth is an issue for this team. And when you're missing one of the top wide receivers in the game, it, it really hurts. I know that Thomas is out for New Orleans, but you know they obviously have more depth and, and weapons than the Packers who got right off his hands. Um, so far in this game, uh, it's very weird watching the Saints, and every time they Drew Brees drops, pack, drops back to pass, I go, oh, thank God, because they're carving us up in the run game, and I don't know why the heck they would ever throw the ball. Uh, that said, uh, they are winning. So, uh, but, but it does feel better. He's wide open. Yes. <laughs> play by play. All right. He's down at the three. That's a big play. All right. Um, it does look like Rodgers is going deep in this game. He's looking really good, uh, I think. Um, he's taking shots downfield. A couple really nice just kind of, you know, Aaron Rodgers flick of the wrist types passes. Defense needs to show up in the second half if we're going to win uh, win this game. So uh, that's my kind of halftime middle of the game as the game's happening take on the Packers and maybe we'll have an update towards the end of the podcast let's look at some other games uh, you guys see anything you want to add on, on uh, the what's up model? with Aaron Rodgers hair man his right. hair I don't know he's a yeah, helmet he, on what's going on well yeah he takes it off his, you, just, yeah, you gotta see it he has I'll a, keep it up he needs a, he needs a haircut you know he goes so fast from the helmet <laughs> to the hat to, to the hat it's hard to, it's hard to catch sometimes you know <laughs> straight helmet to the hat it's hard to catch um yeah i don't know i'll keep an i'll keep an eye out for that all right uh, we'll, we'll seems, have more of that we'll have more he just that missed a pass to to jones he seems to be off 
on his connection with with Jones. They seem to be kind of miscommunicating, which is kind of frustrating. Uh, all right, other games, Marlo. Uh, game of the week, at least I think it was in my book. I think you had circled uh, the Rams-Bills, which we can talk about, I guess, in a second. But I want to leave yes. with the Cowboys-Seahawks because what a crazy game that was. Uh, a game of attrition, a game of mistakes, a game of excitement, a game of quarterback touchdowns, which, Marlo, by the way, in our fantasy league, mm-hmm. I have Russell Wilson in. Holy cow, is it fun to have him this year in fantasy <laughs> football. I mean, not only the, for the former Badger aspect, but I mean, he has five touchdowns in back-to-back games. He's absolutely unbelievable. Um, what did you take away from this Cowboys-Seahawks game, aside from Russell Wilson is awesome, which you can still repeat if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I would say that yeah, Russell Wilson is awesome. I I think that... I mean, he's obviously he's putting up crazy stats right now, but it's like it's it's been this kind of the same. I find it weird that everyone's all of a sudden being like, "Oh yeah, Russell Wilson's a really good quarterback." Mm-hmm. I think in the like before this, these first couple of weeks, everyone's like, "Russell Wilson's he's a good quarterback to have on your team. You can win with him, or you, you win because of." But now everyone's like, "Oh, he's a really good quarterback," which I think we've all we've both been on that bandwagon for oh, yeah. quite a while. That he's a good quarterback, so that's good. I I think on the flip side, it's the whole. Um, what the hell? Are, what are the Cowboys? What like what yeah. are they? Are they a really good offense, or uh, are they a really good offensive team that just happens to fall short, or are they just a team that doesn't know how to get together and learn how to win close games? Um, do they have all the talent, and your boy uh, is just not right, right driving the ship correctly? <laughs> you know, this team is weird. They find themselves in these shootouts in the, for at least the first three weeks. Yep. They've seen the find the ways in the shootout and have found it on the opposite, on the wrong, on the wrong end. So, yeah, who who is this, and you know, how do they start to finish games with all that power? Yeah, they've been really interesting, and they are, uh, you know, one and two could have easily been zero and three uh, if not for the Falcons bumbling. <laughs> um, it they're very, a very weird team. Uh, Dak is awesome, but he's awesome because he's behind. It seems like he's awesome because he's behind. And it's a team that yeah. paid a lot of money to Ezekiel Elliott, and I presume you pay a lot of money to a running back to control the game, to control the clock, and they don't do that. They have all this offensive firepower, and their defense is just lacking. I know they have injuries. Um, their their linebacker is hurt again, uh, and I know they have injuries, but they just uh, I don't I don't know. And Seattle was I mean I think I was it was pretty close to me coming off the couch and playing in their secondary. They were so yeah. thin. Uh, out there so maybe that helped with how good the Cowboys looked coming down the stretch of that game um it is hilarious that the Cowboys kind of I I was gonna say I'm gonna quote-unquote upgraded to Mike McCarthy from Jason Garrett because I can't tell the difference between how they play they both I guess McCarthy claps a little bit less less, yeah I was gonna say a little less clapping and just kind of has a little bit less neck and stares off into the distance a little bit more. Uh, that's really the only difference because his game plan seemed bad. It, his the defense seems I, I don't know. Uh, they seem poorly coached, and you know, as somebody who had Mike McCarthy as a coach for a long time, that's not really surprising. Um, but it was a, a darn entertaining game, um, and great for my fantasy football team. Yeah, I'm not sure how good the Seahawks are. I know I wouldn't want to play them. Hot takes. But I'm not sure how good they are. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, they're good. This, they're good, but is... I mean, I so let me say, I'm not sure they're like Super Bowl good, but yeah. like, like, are they Super Bowl good or are they just like 
a good team. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, right? Not yeah. Sure. What these are the these are, yeah these are the week three questions, right? These are the week three questions now. Are they good or are they not? Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Everyone's wondering good, and that's I think that's fair. I think the Seahawks we've seen kind of both sides. Like we talked about Russell Wilson putting up things. We need to talk about DJ Metcalf, DK Metcalf. <laughs> we we can't. We will be remiss if we do not talk about. This. Yeah. Um, considering it took six points off your fantasy team. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Tough. It was a tough play. I think you still get the yards, though, right? You still got the yeah. yards. Yeah, you still get the yards. I don't. I don't get what he's thinking because clearly he makes the catch. But why he thought he was all by himself? Yeah. I mean, did he think the cornerback stopped? That he yeah. could just like waltz into the end zone like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, it, yeah. He beat him clearly, but to your point, it's not like he fell down or he watched him fall down, and then. Uh, and then just kind of, and I just don't know why he put the ball out. Even if he did slow yeah. down, putting the ball out just doesn't seem DK back half life. But that he's, I mean, it's a good thing they won. Won. It's a good thing he came back and had another touchdown because it's still gonna get played for a while. But that could have been yeah. real bad. <laughs> that could have been that could have been butt fumble bad. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah. Well, and, and well, they were talking about it was revenge for uh, Leon Lett. Or Leon Lett. Was, yeah. Oh yeah, it was very, very Leon Lett. Leon, Leon Lett ass. So. DK, sorry, man. Yeah, um, it was so in the start of the Saints game. So they're talking about this now: how Drew Brees doesn't throw down the field anymore yeah, yeah. Uh, in his average pass. And Chris Collinsworth said, "Well, it's not like Russell Wilson throws the ball fifty to fifty-five yards down the field when he completes those passes." And I was like, "Did he watch the Hawks games today? Because <laughs> that's literally all he does. It goes seventy feet in the air, and it goes that far down the field. I don't, I don't know if he was." Watching the game, Marlon. The NFC East is uh, awful. It's led by the Washington Football Team on point differential. Oh wow! Uh, the division in total is two, nine, and one. God, I can't believe we got a tie already. I hate every season we get a tie. It messes yes. it up for the rest of the season. I can't. I can't stand it. So this yeah. was our. This was our loser go home. Losers go home game from last no, week. Yeah. And guess what? They tie. Do they both go home? <laughs> yeah. How does this work? I mean, I don't they know. Didn't Do they win. both get a stay in the house? I'm not sure. Yeah. Not sure. There was no winners. There was supposed to come out at least one winner. So maybe they don't have to go home, but they have to like pack their bags. Like yeah. they have to be ready to go. <laughs> like you can't, you can't. You have to take things out of the drawer and put them in your bags. And, and uh, yeah, well, we call, we called a tie. I we did. I we? guess. Yeah. yeah, well, in the the Lions Cardinals game because they did it last year because that happens oh, yeah. where yeah. teams tie twice in in a row. Yes. Yep. Uh, but the tie was in the Eagles Bengals game. Um, I guess to be fair, I just saw the overtime and it deserved to be a tie because honestly, neither team wanted to win this game. It was an embarrassing uh, embarrassment, yeah. especially on the Eagles side. Yeah, it was a gross overtime. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a gross overtime. I didn't, yeah, I didn't see. I only saw the overtime as well. Um, I don't know if this is a because of the ten, the new ten minute overtime, which is the second or third season that this is that rule has been in place. But it it seems to be like it seems to be to make people even less aggressive than it was before the yeah. uh, the rules were in place. And this was an obvious case, and it was a part where Philly's being less aggressive, and then they got caught a point where they're going to go for a field goal, and then got into a penalty, which got them out of it. And now we end up in a tie. Awesome. Yes. Great. And they, great, they great punt instead of going. They, <laughs> they punt <laughs> from like the 40. Yeah. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Um, 
So. And I think I think it's it's, it's uh, terrible for the Eagles uh, on on the streak on the schedule. It's just a zero. <laughs> it's just like streak losing two, losing one, losing three, and Eagles is just zero. Just it zero. doesn't it doesn't compute on right. on the schedule. So Phil, yeah. Uh, so the Eagles or the Bengals still do not have a win. Yep. Uh, Joe Burrow, rookie of the year, gets a first tie. His first tie. So yeah. There you go. There you go. Everybody, you know, dreams about getting their first tie in the NFL. Yeah, growing yeah. up. Only so took he him did it. Week three, he did it. Congratulations! Probably smoking the cigar off of that one. <laughs> I mean, it's right up there with his national title. He's looked pretty good. I would say pretty for a rookie. Not for a rookie quarterback. Not yeah, not great for being o two and one. <laughs> yeah, no, I he's looked pretty good. For, and then for what he's been asked to do as a rookie quarterback, I think he's in pretty well. Yeah. Hasn't thrown an interception. Yeah. Uh, AJ Green is washed up. <laughs> and again, I'm a fantasy team, so I, <laughs> into that. I do that. I do that as soon as you said that. Yeah. Um, all right. That's it. That's enough. That's we talked way too much, too much about a tie. Okay. About a tie. As my wife would say, why did they even play the game? Um, <laughs> all right. There was a, a special occasion here, uh, sponsored by Subway. I think. Yes. Uh, and or. Uh, ultimate tag. Yes. Is that still happening? I totally forgot about I've, that. I don't know. Got to look yeah. into it. We got sports we'll get, back. We don't we'll know. get the research department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the Watt brothers, all on the same field at the same time with uh, the Steelers playing the Texans today. Yeah. Um, Saying so it looked like, uh, yeah, TJ, TJ and Derek got the best of JJ because yep. the Texans are still, they still need to lose like two more games before they before they go on their winning streak, <laughs> um, but it's kind of yeah, it was kind of cool to see all three all three out there. Yeah, albeit I feel bad for the the parents because they weren't able to be in attendance. Um, hopefully, it will happen again for them when they can be. Uh, but yeah, I read an article about how they tried to pull every string, couldn't even get like sneaking in and get a box. So they were sitting at home in oh, really? Milwaukee. Yep, sitting at home in Milwaukee on the couch, or maybe they just said that to the paper so they could sneak in. Yeah. But either way. I think, um, yeah, pretty. Multi- I mean, pretty awesome occasion to you know have three siblings playing in the NFL on the same field at the same time. Yeah, and you got to think it's just a, as long as Derek stays on on Pittsburgh is how yeah. often this will this will happen. Uh, yeah. TJ is going to be there a while, and JJ is going to be on, on Houston. So you think they'll play again, being in the AFC? Um, but it's just if Derek will be will be on on the Steelers for that. So that was pretty cool. Um, Cool to see, obviously, all former Badgers, so that was also an extra level of coolness for that. All right, uh, let's look at, I guess, the theme of the week for me, Marlo, aside from the exciting things that we talked about earlier, the Bears comeback, uh, Cowboys, Seahawks, the tie, very exciting. Yeah, um, tie A couple exciting. teams that I was looking at as kind of could make some statements or kind of, uh, you know, uh, prove that they're a good team. Kind of failed. And I'm going to look at the most disappointing team of the week, Marlo. I got three here. Uh, I'm just going to throw them out there, and then you can pick one you think is the most disappointing or go off the board if you want. And these were, I guess, too, for the listeners out there, how I picked this. These were teams I expected to win and lost. So you won't see on here the Vikings, who I think are are still disappointing, but they were up against a 2-0 Tennessee team, so I didn't really expect them to win that. So we got the Chargers losing to the Panthers, Cardinals losing to the Lions, and Eagles tying Cincinnati. So hopefully we won't have to dissect that one too much if we pick (laughs) that one. But uh, which one do you think was the most disappointing, Marlon? Or off the board? Um, I I think the most disappointing would be the Cardinals, the Lions. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, I think... I kind of talked about this last time of 
are the Cardinals for real? I thought so. Um, I think they had him rolling. Lions coming in 0-2. Um, and just the way, the way the game went down, letting the Lions back into the game late uh, to take mm-hmm. the lead there for that for that waiting for field goal uh, was disappointing <laughs> as well. But, yeah, I think of the three, I, th- I would go with the Cardinals. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think it's the Cardinals. Uh, last week I thought they showed me something, so I believed in them. Uh, and then they snap back and, and lose this a game. I think they should win if they are the team that we were expecting them to be. Uh, Chargers I had on here just because I think they're a better, they're like a very talented team. Although they are starting uh, Herbert as a rookie quarterback, um, I just thought they were kind of good enough overall to kind of help him along. Um, and then uh, Eagles we talked about. So I'm going to agree with you on the Cardinals. I thought they could make a real push, especially with. Uh, the Seahawks winning today, the 49ers winning again today. Um, I thought they could kind of keep pace in the top of the the West, and, the, and they were unable to. So disappointed for the Cardinals. We're, we're disappointed in you, Arizona, in Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. We're disappointed. This is again, not mad. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. But it's so weird because, like, what do I do with the Lions, right? Because they should have beat the Bears. True. Right? They were up on the Packers and then folded, and yeah. now they beat the Cardinals. That's like... So now am I supposed to think that they're good? Uh, Again, it's too early. uh, Too early to tell, but frustrating. Frustrating team, the Lions. But at least they have, you know, they snuck that one win, unlike the Falcons, who are not (laughs) one and two. So, all right. Let's look ahead to next. Any other games that stuck out to you this Uh, week? Rams-Bills. Rams-Bills. Did you see the the call at the end? I did not see the call. I saw there was a questionable call. Yeah, Rams Bill. Bill Rams come roaring back. I think it was twenty-one or twenty-four unanswered points yep. to take the lead, and then the Bills had the ball last, and then on a fourth and goal uh, towards the end of the game, incomplete pass that was called uh, called a hold on the hold or pass interference. One of the two pass interference it was called. Yeah, it was pass interference. Yeah, and then they got to run another play, and then Josh Allen finds a dude in the back of the end zone for the game-winning touchdown. Um, yeah, one of those, you know, you can call, you can make a no-call call uh, type of things. But, I mean, what a game. What a comeback. And then have it come down to a ref call towards the end, that's a tough one. But the Bills come out on top. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we got to feel pretty good about the Bills now. Uh, that was, a, I think, a big win, uh, beating a, a pretty good Rams team. Um, not the way in which you'd, I guess, expect it, but um, with with – it doesn't feel as good as it should have been, right, with the, the late call and the way in which uh, they allowed the Rams to come back. But Buffalo might be good, Marlo. Buffalo well, might be good. Maybe good. All right. More to come. Oh, we shall see. All right. Uh, let's take a sneak peek ahead uh, next week. Uh, New Orleans just started it up. It's 20 to 20. Uh, <laughs> next week ahead. I don't know why the NFL is punishing itself with these – Thursday night games <laughs> last yeah. week. They got they to pick some... these. Like they got to pick these before <laughs> the season started. Like, why? I don't understand these first few. No, not at all. Obviously, you had Kansas City the first one, right? So yeah, easy. Uh, and then you had Miami Jacksonville last week, which we did. There's a reason we didn't talk about it. <laughs> I guess we we should have because Fitz Magic happened. True. Um. So, but it was against Jacksonville. So who cares? Um. <laughs> and this week they got uh. Denver against probably the worst team in football, the New York Jets. <laughs> yeah, the Giants. I don't know. What is, yeah. Let's, let's say something positive about Thursday night. 
Let's say something positive. Um, let's say something positive. Yeah, yeah. Let's say something positive about Thursday night football this week. Uh, Melvin Gordon is on a research and yeah. show up for the game. Yeah, he will be there. Um, I'm. Sub- I guess I. I don't know who else they would be advertising for this game, but I'm surprised that they're advertising Melvin Gordon for the game. Uh, positive. Um, as far as I know, no one on the Jets has mono. <laughs> so Sam Darnold will be the quarterback. There you go. All right. See, we did it. We said something positive about Thursday night football. I could have gone a whole year without watching the Jets play football. I think that. W- I think that would have. But I'm. Go- I mean, I'm going to watch this. Let's be honest. Uh, you can watch it on your phone on Yahoo. Oh, there you go. It's you have to. You have to disconnect from Wi-Fi though. Yeah. Or you but, can stream it illegally. Um, yeah. Well, did you Did you see that? We don't condone that. <laughs> did you see the Colts? The Colts. Jersey, speaking of crap teams, the Colts defense against the Giants, as Jets. of Jets, as of like before the late night games kicked off, were like the, they were like in most leagues, were like the standard leagues, NFL league, uh, fantasy league. They were like a, was a top ten player. Top ten points. player. Yeah, as far nice. as getting points. They had like 27 points for their defense. Wow. Really? Darnold had three interceptions. <laughs> uh, were any of those? Yeah, two were taken back. Two were pick two sixes. Two pick sixes? That's yeah. tough to do. Yeah. Xavier Rhodes, former former Viking in your yeah. face. Take that, Minnesota. Um, wow. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Sam Darnold. Wow. Okay. Um... God, I have to watch the Jets play football. That's not going to be fun. Maybe it'll be a game. And Denver with Driscoll in at quarterback still? Mm, boy, yeah. good one. Good one. All right. Uh, next week, we alluded to it a little bit earlier. You got said Colts with their fantasy football defense playing yeah. your Bears. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much the most, the most dominating defense in fantasy football right now. <laughs> going against the Bears in, in Chicago. Um, yeah, this will be interesting. This, are the Colts good? I don't know. Um Maybe, yeah. Who knows? We're gonna we'll, we'll find out. I guess that's no, we're not gonna find out. But I do, I can't <laughs> tell if I should fear. We'll get this. a better idea. Yeah, we'll get a better idea. Uh, you know, it'll be cool. Not cool to see. It's you know, I, I like to see Jordan Taylor. Obviously, yep. now I can't root f- directly for him. We got uh, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the Colts are good. I don't know. I mean, I don't think the Bears are good. I just know they're three and zero, and you are what your record is. I'm going to use coach talk anytime I'll talk Boom. about it. Yeah, you are what your record is. So, um, should be an interesting game at in at the lakefront. Yeah, uh, it should be a good one. I, as you mentioned, I don't know how good the Colts are. As we say about all teams in the NFL, but they threw us off their scent with the week one. They were my week one most disappointing team with their loss to the Jaguars because I thought they were good, and they kicked the crap out of the Vikings, kicked the crap out of the Jets. Not great teams, but getting getting solid wins. Uh, my biggest concern as I go into this rooting for the Colts is Philip Rivers <laughs> yeah. and his propensity to be careless with the ball and uh, going against the Bears defense that loves when teams are careless with the ball. Uh, I'm going to be rooting so hard for uh, Jonathan Taylor in this game, even more so than normal. Uh, <laughs> but I don't, I don't love the matchup for the Colts unless they bring that fantasy football number one defense. <laughs> Juggernauts. Juggernauts on the, on the fantasy football fields. Um, 
So you got that look to look forward to. Yeah. Um, Packers are again in prime time. Gall darn it. Uh, they'll be playing next Monday night against the Falcons. So Ooh. I guess as we will record next week, we'll have more insight into that. <clears throat> I mean, hey, I got I Casey. Here's the game plan you need. All right, to tell, all right, fill me in. How does how does this work? How do you play the Falcons? All right, so you got to go into the game, and by halftime, you need to be down by at least 16. <laughs> and then at some point in the third quarter, get that up in the 20s, and you'll you have a 98 you have a 98 percent chance of being victorious. <laughs> nice, nice. I'll, I'll I will uh, send an email to Matt Lafleur, let him know this game plan, and, and see what we can do. Um, Obviously, you gotta <laughs> you gotta like your chances. I think we're opening up about six point favorites, something like that. Um, I just think one of these games, the Falcons are going to keep it together. They've put it together. It's just <laughs> can they keep it together? Put it all together. And I think the Falcons have been talking about putting it all together for the last three seasons. You know, it, it just <laughs> yeah, and it's just you know the back of my mind as a, a Packer fan is, of course, it's going to happen against us, but we'll see. Um, gotta get gotta get through the rest of the rest of this game. Uh, here, oh, that's a bad pass reference call, but I will take it. All right, uh, all right. Looking ahead, other games next week. Uh, let's. We got. Uh, oh, I didn't even look. What was the the other the other games? Ah, bats. Good radio here. As next I look week? up the schedule, oh, yeah, week four. Because I, I wanted to say what the primetime games were is what I oh primetime we got Eagles 49ers on Sunday night Eagles 49ers Sunday night yep no what <laughs> oh I'm in the wrong week I'm in the wrong week I'm in week five Eagles 49 yeah okay gotcha gotcha Eagles 49ers and then Packers Falcons which we obviously already talked about all right. So I guess you can throw Philadelphia, San Francisco, although that's not the answer. Game of the week, Marlo, what do you have circled as the game you're most excited to watch outside of our games in that Eagles 49ers game on <laughs> Sunday night? I or as I see the Steelers Titans. Right. Okay. Two three and O teams. Two uh well, Steelers are on this comeback trail, right? Big yeah. Ben specifically. Big Ben's back. Big Ben's back. Uh the Steelers are supposed to be back. The Titans are trying to prove that last season's Playoff run was not a fluke. Playing hard nose, hard nose football uh, with T- Tannehill at the helm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that makes me chuckle so much, but it does. Uh, but yeah, be interested to see, you know, who who comes out victorious in in this uh, and who will continue on to be undefeated. Yeah, what's weird about this year for the Titans is that um, teams have basically stopped Derrick Henry and said Tannehill beat us, and he has. Yeah, for three games, which is. Like as you you know alluding to your chuckle, really weird to see, um, but that's what's that's what's been happening. I, I I do like that one, but I'm gonna circle Pat's Chiefs, maybe a little bit for the nostalgia of the Tom Brady era, but um, we'll find tomorrow. Obviously, we didn't even mention yet is is the best game of the week, uh, probably the best game of the regular season, uh, Chiefs Ravens. Uh, so we have that to look forward to Monday night. I I, I can't think of a better matchup. Uh, out it better there, not so. suck. It's being built. I'm building. I'm building it up in my yeah. head so much to be like the game of the century. Um, much I like you know, much like the when as the Kansas Kansas City L A was that last season It was like seventy yeah. points on a Monday night or whatever. 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm building up to be something like that, and it better not be like some crap like 14 to 6 game. Yeah. Um. Nice touchdown, Mercedes Lewis. Uh, no flag. Okay, no flag. Um. Yeah, that would. That would <laughs> so, I guess the only way I could see it sucking is if it's low scoring. But if, even if one team crushes the other team, I'm gonna be like, "Holy crap, that team is the best team in the NFL," and that will be worth seeing. So, yeah, I think there's any you know any matter of how this game goes um, tomorrow for the Ravens Chiefs. Um, I think we'll be entertaining, except for a low scoring. And with these two teams, I, I find that hard to believe. Uh, so that leads me to Pat's Chiefs, which is how I started talking about this. Yeah. Because um, I think I, I'm pretty sure the Chiefs are good. And again, we'll know a little bit more next week. Um, but I'm not sure how good the Pats are. And I think it'll be really interesting to see um, the Pats against the Chiefs. See how good the Pats are. Measure them up against the Chiefs, who I feel... I have a pretty good gauge for how good they are. Um, that that's a good one. Yeah, this could be the Pats. Uh, this could be the cat. The Pats. They doubted us game, where they come out and just doubt because they thought they doubted us. They so doubted us as a three and O team. Yeah, well, they're two and one. But are they two and one? Yeah, they lost game one. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Stats. My bad. Yeah, two and one. Uh, booyah. So nice. That's how wait, I see. Wait, it. A, I, wait, a, wait, a, wait a stats me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I know they lost week two to uh, week two. Seattle. Week two. To Seattle. To Seattle. Right. I remember. Yeah. Goal line play, all that good stuff. All yeah. right. We want. We, we were we recording. Awesome. So. All right. <laughs> Last thing on uh, next week, Marlo, we got an elimination game. Loser leaves town. Vikings Texans. Unless they tie. Unless they tie. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so yeah, Vike. I, I I don't know what's up with either one of these teams. More so the Texans than the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's like that the Vikings haven't looked the Vikings haven't looked like inept, at least on the offensive side of the ball. I just can't put it together. I can't do anything. Yeah. I mean, losses now, big loss to the Packers, although the score line's a little bit closer. Yeah. Big loss to the Colts and a close loss to the Titans. Um it's at Houston, uh both 0 and three, as we alluded to. Um Texans with by far the toughest schedule so far this year, playing the Chiefs, Ravens, and now the the Steelers. Uh, so the Texans got to start winning at some point if you're going to make the playoffs. This is a good yeah. time to start. Vikings need to prove they're not terrible because their next couple of games at Texans, at Seahawks, versus Falcons, at Packers. Ooh. I mean, if they don't, not that this is the only game they can win, but they could be looking 0 and 7. You got to be thinking 2 and 5, best case, right? Yeah. They win two of the next four. Oh my God. And then it's Lions at. Versus Lions at Bears. What is? I guess it's a really tough schedule. When uh, no, it's just a tough schedule because they're really playing Packers, Colts, and Titans. Those are tough teams. What a schedule! It's got to lighten up at some point. Uh, they play the Panthers at some time. Very tough schedule. Wow! 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 I didn't wow. look at this before. Um, oh, they got the Jaguars in there. So they got Panthers, Jaguars back to back in like oh, there you 12, go. 13. So there we go nice. for the Vikings. But you got to think if you're zero and four in either of these divisions, specifically, I guess the NFC North. Um, for the Vikings, maybe less so the Texans in the AFC South. There might be a little bit more wiggle room there uh, as far as getting into a playoff spot. But you got to think 0-4 is a pretty uphill battle to climb, uphill uh, to climb. So got a elimination game unless there's a tie. That's what we're, we're writing down. Okay. Right. Uh, anything NFL else NFL-wise? I am... 
for you, Marlon? Yeah, bring it just quick. Bring it back to your game. Since when did this? When did they start fixating on this stat? The throwing t- touchdown passes the first round draft picks. Uh, they've talked um, about it like all night tonight. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a Packers it's a Packers talking point because they haven't drafted wide receivers forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they, yeah, but now they threw the graphic up. They just threw the graphic up with um, Rodgers. Breeze and Peyton Manning, and how many they had, and Peyton or Breeze. I mean, not Aaron Rodgers has two because he just threw one tonight. It was his second one that he, <laughs> they threw tonight. So, anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I. Right. It's it's something that they harp on, but I mean, if you put up Brady up there, obviously that'd be probably a pretty comparable, yeah, uh, uh, or a pretty similar low number. Um, but the the Packers just haven't fixed it out on that, and they found good wide receivers late in the draft. The problem with the Packers wide receiver depth is they haven't even drafted. In later rounds, um, <laughs> to get to get that wide receiver depth in the past couple, you know, two three years to add on to that. Obviously, Devonta Adams, I believe, what I, I said, obviously, and then I said, I believe. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was a second round pick, so like it kind of counts, but it, it it doesn't really. Yeah. Um, Cobb was, cool I think, a draft. third round pick, second or third round pick when he was drafted. Uh, Jennings an early second round pick, so like a lot of early kind of mid second round picks that kind of skew that stat, but. Oh, here we go. Yeah, 293, which is what Marvin Harrison, 104. Yeah, probably. Rogers two. I don't. I want to know what he is. If if Breeze is twelfth with 104, what is Rogers with two? Like, I would love to know what quarterback number he is with having two. In in like the hundreds, that's hilarious. That's wild. Um, all right. right. That's that's NFL. That's NFL. Um, That's a bow on it. College football. Yeah, doing things a little, little, little different this time. But yeah, it's not college football. It's back. It Again. felt so back. <laughs> Actually, back this time. Yeah, you feel. I like didn't it? have to watch Syracuse play. <laughs> I watched only like a quarter of ACC football. It was fantastic. Yeah. Well, the SEC. Yeah. So the SEC uh, was a big reason it felt back because there was, mm-hmm. I guess, good teams. Let's just say it was good teams playing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Good teams, good matchups. Yeah, good teams, good matchups. A little bit of buzz with the SEC back uh, playing back. You had Alabama playing again. LSU taking the field. Everything, everything was back. But it, with that, guess what else was back? Upsets were back. Yeah. Oh man, upsets were back. Big time upsets this weekend. Yeah, we got. Uh, I guess so. Let's. There was well. First of all, almost Louisiana was upset. So whew, thank goodness. <laughs> They avoided that 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 you know powerhouse nineteenth ranked team. I, without writing it down, I forgot who who they even played. Someone <laughs> <laughs> like, say Georgia Southern could be wrong. All right, but we had two huge upsets: Oklahoma and LSU. Top six teams, I think LSU was sixth. Yeah. Um, going down, uh, both at home. Marlo, what was the bigger upset in your mind? Well, they're both big upsets. I think the big upset is K State over Oklahoma, um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to contradict myself in the same sense because it's, I always nice. feel like Oklahoma gets overranked in the preseason, anyways. But yeah, K State came back. I think it was 24 unanswered points in the fourth quarter or the second yep. half, something like, that. Uh, something like that. And that's pretty wild because, like I said, Oklahoma if they if they do have one thing, they do have an offensive factory out there. Yep. Um, they just found another quarterback to fucking to go ahead and plug in there and start throwing around. So to be able to keep them off the board and be able to score those points is crazy. And it's it's Kansas State. What, what are the, what business do they have? 
yeah. coming back on Oklahoma. Um, the LSU upset was the Mississippi State upset over LSU was um, interesting. In you know we had uh, his name Mike Leach. Yeah, it was it was it was Mike Leach's debut. Yeah, and what does Mike Leach do in his debut in the SEC? He gets his quarterback throwing like threw like six hundred yards all over the place on LSU to beat them. Um, what a wild weekend. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I agree that the the Kansas State was a bigger upset uh, because you kind of look at if you're thinking like playoffs, right? Already, uh, Oklahoma is definitely on the inside seat, kind of looking at looking at the playoffs. Whereas LSU, uh, I think they were the third highest ranked SEC team, so they would have to win. Uh, you know, I guess a little bit more convincingly uh, throughout the season to uh, to get. Into the playoff, uh, obviously you got LSU though coming off of um, national championship. They said this throughout the game: the last team to lose their opening game, their home opener after winning the national championship was 1998 Michigan, which I just thought was hilarious that it was Michigan was the last team. Obviously, this year's a little bit different because you opened up with Mississippi State. You probably wouldn't be doing that in a normal a normal year. You'd probably get some you know a powder puff, and that's why that kind of I think that that record had held. As it did, uh, I'm trying to find the stats here. Why can't I find this on this game? Very <laughs> frustrating. On, stats department, man. Um, but I think Oklahoma, being the the playoff, the likely playoff team out of the Big Twelve, losing especially in the comeback way that they did, very Falcons esque, uh, losing losing as they did. Um, I think that was the the bigger upset. Although I like when LSU wins, but seeing. Costello in the air raid. Mike Leach, he threw 60 times, 623 yards. 623 yards. Dude, sick. that's six hundred. As a Wisconsin quarterback, if you have 600 yards through three games, you're on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're lighting it up, and he had that in one game against LSU, who, you know, they lost a lot on offense. I did not anticipate them being poor on defense, so I don't yeah. know if it's that they were just not ready. Or that they um, are that poor on defense. I mean, they they lose a lot. Like it's LSU, right? They turn over NFL prospects every year. Uh, but I th- I was listening to some kind of coverage going into this game, some uh, talking about Mississippi State, and they seem like they're pretty well set to be competitive. So I wasn't as surprised that they won. Whereas I don't think Kansas State is going to be generally competitive. Yeah. Um, so hence why the bigger upset. Yeah, um, all right. Next in college football, who's more back, Marlo? Okay. Texas is back. Texas. Miami is back. The Miami U is, is back. So back. I got Tennessee is back and Notre Dame, despite not playing because of COVID, are they back? <laughs> who's more back, Marlo? <laughs> Yo, um, the. The one that pops out to me in this list, I'm like, wait, where'd that come from? Tennessee being back? Tennessee? I don't know. Tennessee's back. Miami's, <laughs> Miami's definitely back. They got. They the won chains. a football game, Marlo. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Top is back. Get yeah. Peyton Manning down here. He needs to flip. He needs to do the coin flip. Um, yeah. No, Texas. Texas. Be, I, I feel like the the the. The world, whoever, they just want Texas to be back so bad <laughs> that anytime they do something, it is just the best thing in the world. Like something. You know, they yeah. help an old lady cross the street. Texas is yeah. so back. 
Uh, but I, I truly think Miami's back. I think they're. I was I was watching their game Saturday. They have that swagger back. Of course, they got the chain. They are. I know they haven't played. They've only played ACC teams. They're only going to play ACC teams. So that's all you can. You can all. That's all you can measure them by. But they're doing them. They're doing it very convincingly. So, for what I can see from the eye test, Miami's back. Notre Dame. Yeah. Not so much. That's right. Miami beat the crap out of a very terrible Florida State team. I did look up to yes. see if Horny Brick was still on the roster. He was not. Oh, uh, he's, still absolutely, he's still getting ready for the NFL. An absolutely comical display of defense by the Packers there, Marlowe. Uh, <laughs> Kamara caught a ball in the backfield, should have been tackled immediately, ran like 60 yards weaving through defenders. Absolutely comical. Um, all right, speaking of who's back, Marlowe, some teams that are truly back. Yeah. And now everybody's back. Pac-12, Mac. Are back. They'll be playing, coming to your TV screens sometime in November. Does that mean Maction's back? Is Max still going to play like on Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday night? Sure. Why not? I, I don't hope know. So I need the Maction. That was going to be the only thing I was going to be missing was was those was the Maction. Now the Max back. They better play. They should own. No, they should, again. I I don't I don't know nothing because I didn't read about it because <laughs> I was like whatever. <laughs> But I hope in there the contract says they can only play on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Maction. Might as well. I You can get a game out there. ESPN is going to want to put it on the TV, I think. So yeah. uh, I'm excited for Maction coming back in November. Actually, I'm more excited for Pac-12 After Dark. Yes. Let's be, let's be honest. Yes. Pac-12 After Dark is so it is, it is missed. On Saturday, with, like you said, football felt back until that late night game is over, and there's nothing. Yeah. And, yeah, then it's like, oh, where's my Pac-12 after dark? God, it's an embarrassing play. <laughs> Kamara's just laughing at us. This is pathetic. All right, uh, it's enough college football moral. <laughs> I'm excited to be back. I heard you. But uh, all right, on to, on to the NBA Marlowe, and let's talk about how LeBron James complained his way to an NBA Finals. <laughs> all right, let's um, do that, shall we? You know, this is the crap we make fun of the Houston Rockets for is complaining to the NBA league that they don't get enough calls, and then the the best player in the world does it, and then he gets all the calls, and I just got to roll my eyes at LeBron James and the NBA. Like, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating to watch the NBA and to watch LeBron James get the calls he does, which he, I guess, deserves, and I'll talk about deserving calls in a second uh, in my rant. Uh, but then to complain about it, and then for the league to essentially respond by giving him the calls is absolutely infuriating. Um, if you go by the free throws taken, you know, sure, he shot more afterwards. But the frustrating thing was in game four, so he complained after game three. The Lakers took a two to one lead, or they had a two to one lead. The Nuggets won game three. He complained after game three. You went into game four. He got every call in game four, as did Anthony Davis, and they didn't call anything on LeBron James down the stretch as he guarded Jamal Murray. And sure, NBA officiating sucks, but what was really frustrating to me watching this game and watching the commentary around it was people saying how Jamal Murray hasn't earned that call. Jamal Murray hasn't earned getting a foul called in his favor. LeBron James has earned getting a foul called. What are we talking about? Isn't a foul a foul? A foul's a foul. Yeah, 
pro, you know, uh, pros, uh, sorry, uh, superstars are going to get more of the calls. Sure, we can kind of allow that to happen a little bit. When, but when your commentary is sitting here saying, like, this guy's not a star enough to get the call, does it, it makes me not want to watch the NBA. It, it's so infuriating. Maybe infuriating is not the right word. It just makes me roll my eyes. It's just like this is, as somebody who likes the NBA but can get frustrated with it, this is the thing that frustrates me the most. It's the officiating. It's the biased officiating towards superstars. And when everybody around the NBA is kind of congratulating that or excusing that, it drives me up the wall. Um LeBron got every call and did not have anything called against him towards the end of the game. And that that was a series. They, so uh, Lakers won game four. They won three to one. They won game five yesterday. The writing was on the wall after that. It was a very close series until LeBron complained. And then the referees did the rest. The NBA did the rest. And I don't... <laughs> I, that's that's stupid to say because LeBron's <laughs> the better they're the better team but like that's how but now I can see it that way now I can sit here and look at it that way and that's how I'm filtering this as a anti-LeBron anti-Lakers fan because of how this progressed I can filter it that way instead of just being like you know what LeBron was the better player he took it up to another level that's true but this is but the other side with the refereeing with the NBA being involved is also true and that's incredibly frustrating place to be because i just want the best team to win because they're the best team not because they complained to the NBA about the officiating and then the officiating changed end of rant i'm sorry end of rant all right no i mean, i see your point you know obviously i believe the LA was a better team it was it would have been fun to watch Denver have a a better, sh- uh, I guess, a better, more fair shot at at least extending the series um, quite a bit. But to your point, I think it would been tough for the NBA if they would have had a Denver. Let's say a well, we'll say a Denver a D- Heat final. Yeah, yeah, coming in, uh, you know, coming out of the bubble. Obviously, their dream scenario is probably LA Celtics, yep. um, so they could call it, but. Yeah, but now we have to watch LeBron go through another finals. God, I hope he doesn't win it. He probably is. It's probably it's over, right? LA's going to win yeah. it all. It's over. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we called it last week. We did. So. Yeah. So I guess it's nothing. It's nothing new to us. Um, I'm just frustrated how it went. Yep. Uh, for for the Lakers, they're what's I I guess what makes LeBron really good is His ability and this happens I think. Th- is that he complained to the referees? No. Um, is that his inability to find a barber to cut his beard? Yes, that's a good point too. Um, okay, is that the other players seem to step up for him at least in this series? Right, Caruso's been great. Rondo's making three pointers. Which where the hell did that come from? Dwight Howard is okay, which is a huge step up for Dwight Howard. Yeah, huge. Um, they the role players in this series have seemed to elevate their game uh, to allow the team just to rely on LeBron and AD. Not rely on, but for them to do enough. And then um, the role players were good enough to, to kind of put them over the top, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and I think LeBron's helped them do that, which is, again, frustrating, but I think part of why he's so good. Um, and you kind of saw that throughout his career with role players who he either craps on, right? Mario Chalmers. Yes. Yeah. Or <laughs> and throws under the bus 
or you know elevates them to to play better um and i guess we're seeing the better side of that in this series so the other side they're going to face the heat the heat finish off the celtics tonight um winning that series in six right yeah three to four to two um what are your thoughts on i guess the end of this series and then the heat's chance against the lakers uh, the Heat's I mean, so Butler's been balling out. That's the only thing that gives me hope, and, and Tyler Hero's been balling out as well. Uh, but, but, I mean, obviously Butler's a superstar that needs to step up. Uh, I know you laugh at having Jimmy Butler being the best player on your team probably isn't a good thing. Yeah. Um, and it can be to your point, but for a series, can that work? Uh, I don't think they have a, obviously they don't have a better combo than AD and LeBron. But the Jimmy Butler show with his surrounding cast has been able to catapult themselves surprisingly well through the uh, through the East. So I, if they can catch lightning, if Jimmy can catch lightning in a bottle, it's possible. It'll be fun to see if they can do it. But I don't think it'll happen. Obviously, you know, like I said, I think this is over, and LA's going to take it in five or six. Yeah. I continue to be surprised by this Heat team. Um, I thought they would put up a good fight against the Bucks, but not go beyond that. I thought that the Celtics would have enough scoring and not go beyond that. <clears throat> uh, excuse me, and the Heat would be able to go beyond that. Uh, I think in this series, the Celtics just proved that they were one biggish man short, or maybe a healthy Gordon Hayward short from winning this series. I don't like either of them. Um, Packers just failed on fourth and one at midfield. God darn it. Uh, uh, so I I don't really like the Heat's chances in this series, although I think it's an interesting matchup. It's going to come down to, crazy enough, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Yeah, for sure. If they can, if they can make shots like they did in the all playoffs long, they I think they could I think they could pull it out. That said, I don't know who the heck's guarding LeBron. You can have Bama AD, all you know, he, he can try. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Lakers have the two best players in this series. Uh, I think I think the Lakers are going to win in five, as as you mentioned. The Packers got a hell of a spot, and they got a first down. Wow, that absolutely was a terrible spot. Amazing, by the way. absolutely amazing spot. Terrible spot. Thank you for the forward progress. We will accept it. Um, <laughs> forward progress. <laughs> all right. Uh, so as we mentioned, Lakers, Lakers. This is a disaster of an NBA segment. <laughs> Holy cats! <laughs> it's far too, far too distracted. Um, so, yeah. Lakers in five. Lakers. We'll talk about it more next week after the first couple games. Uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit glad that it's not Lakers Celtics, just because that would have been too eye rolly for me. Yeah. Um, I think the Celtics, they're right there. I. I I don't know what they need. Maybe it's just time, right, with uh, Tatum and Brown to get a little bit better, a little bit older, a little bit stronger. Um, but there's way too much Daniel Tice in this series uh, at center, who's played well, but just a little too bit, a little bit too much of him. Not a, even if you had two Daniel Tices, so you could like change them in and out. Um, it was just a lot of him, uh, and I think. You need a little something else. Like if they have Horford still, maybe they win. Yeah. Maybe if they had the Horford from last year, not the Horford from this year. Right, right, right. Old Horford. 
Maybe. Maybe. All right. But so you're going to go, do you want to go five or six? I'll take the other one. I'll go six. Lakers and. I'll go six. Okay. I'll go, I'll go Lakers and five. So I have something to cheer for when they win. Okay. Sounds good. Yuck. All right. Let's talk MLB. More playoffs. More We're in playoffs, playoffs Marlo. End of the season. Uh, playoffs start, what, in two days, I think it is? Yeah. We're in. Um, this podcast both our teams in. are in. This podcast is in the playoffs. This is a MLB playoff podcast. Um, I mentioned at the top of the show, Marlon, the Brewers had what I thought, well, I didn't think, but uh, what seemed to be a must win, right? Winning you're in. They controlled their own destiny. Uh Ended up splitting the series with the Cardinals over the weekend. Actually, there was a really weird game they made up. One of the doubleheader games, um, it, the games were at Bush Stadium, but they were the home team mm. because it was a makeup game yeah. for when uh, the Cardinals contracted COVID, um, which was really weird. Just, I guess it didn't really matter in the end because it's baseball, so whatever. But like, just seeing them as the home team in Bush Stadium, but the stats counted as a road game, so. What take that? Oh, that's, take that's that, for that's weird. Stats yeah. T- take that's for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, so the Brewers back in. So the, like I said, if they win, they were in. If they lost, they needed both the Giants and the Phillies to lose. And God darn it, this never happens. I feel like <laughs> to any of the teams I root for. But the Brewers lost in very frustrating fashion. The bats remain dead. Um, they've averaged like two runs over their two runs a game over their last like ten games. It's Bats have been frustrating, uh, but they lost, and then the Giants lost to the Padres, and the Phillies lost to the Marlins. Don't know who they lost to, but they lost. Um, and the teams, you can't. Are they going to challenge us and win? Oh, he's way short. <laughs> I told you, it's terrible. Spot. He's a yard oh, short. Oh no! It's unclear. It's really unclear how far forward he got, Marlowe. All right, so the Brewers uh, stumble in. They are the eighth seed, which we'll talk about. I guess let's talk about how your team went in the playoffs, and let's talk about the bracket. I'll just mention the Brewers are the eighth seed. They go against the one seed Dodgers, best team in baseball. How did the White Sox approach getting in the playoffs? Yeah, so the White Sox kind of, uh, they had clinch. Everything was good last week. It was awesome, and then they just stopped playing. Stopped playing baseball. They went the pitching. Don't know what happened. Especially against the Cubs, and the Cubs were bat flipping all over us. Um, so it kind of stumbled in and got relegated to the seventh seed um, into the playoffs. So I'm happy that we're in. Yeah, kind of worried now. I was feeling good last week. Kind of worried. Uh, I was hoping for at least, you know, I like the good showing in the first in the first round. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see against yeah. the A's. Yeah, it's tough, right? Because so, I guess let's talk a little bit brackets. How this worked: the three division winners took one through three, and then the best records of the second place teams took four through six. Yep, and then seven and eight were the best remaining records. So, like the wild card, as we normally think of it. So, the top two teams in each division got in, and then two wild card teams. So, the Brewers were the last wild card team. The White Sox, by being in third place in their division, yeah. by a tiebreaker to the Twins, no, to the, the Indians, Indians. Yeah. tiebreaker to the they Indians, lost, they dropped they, from yeah, they lost what would have been fourth down to seventh. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it was tough. Um, it was a tough week, yeah, because they had lost to Cleveland earlier in the week, too, to lose yeah. out on that um, 
that top three seed as well. So, yeah, it was a t- it was a tough week. Start off high and then just in low. So, I don't know, but they say, like they say in baseball, momentum is the next day starter. So, here we go. They do say that. I totally expect you to say not a baseball thing. <laughs> I just I thought a not baseball thing was coming next. Yeah. Um, yeah, although, so if you, would you trade spots with the Indians? They're playing the Yankees. Would you rather no, play the Yankees I mean, or the Indians? No, to that, to your point with the, the way the brackets are, are set up, I think, I actually think it works out. Uh, cause let's just, let's play fun here. Win the series against yeah. the A's. You get the winner of the sure. Twins in Houston. I'll take, yeah. I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that. Houston can't cheat, probably. Well, yeah. Like, mm, maybe they can. Maybe, but. yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking the, of Hu- the garbage cans are a little louder with no fans. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Houston, uh, they similar to the Brewers backed in. I guess this is the other frustrating part of uh, of this uh, of the playoffs how they worked or how the seating worked rather. I'm sorry, the brackets. Um, Houston and the Brewers are the two only two teams ever to make the playoffs with a losing record. Uh, so they had that Brewers rightfully in the eight seed, but Houston by virtue of being the uh, second place in the West with a losing record, uh, they get the six seed. So I guess you have a little bit of a gripe there, Marlo, if you want to take it, that you should be the six seed over the um, over Houston by record, and then yeah. be facing the Twins. But I still think you'd rather take the A's. I don't know. Yeah. The A's probably are good. They're the second second team, but. Uh, it's just kind of Oakland in the playoffs. Just you take your chances with Oakland in the playoffs. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, these are three game series or five or five games. We don't know. Who knows? Ooh, nobody knows. Nobody knows. I uh, thought they were all, right. all seven. I thought it was a full. It's a full. It's a full. Seven a full. Those are a full series going to the playoffs. Nice. All right. Well, it probably will not be seven games for the Brewers as they take on the Dodgers. <laughs> Although it would be sweet to get some modicum of revenge for the uh, the NL Championship Series sure. of what two years ago, yeah. Um, I just I, I got to be honest, bro. I don't have as much hope as someone could have in a twenty nine and thirty one team going into the uh, playoffs. <laughs> I have uh, probably even less <laughs> than the average. Uh, I just don't expect a lot out of this Brewers. Two of the starting pitchers are hurt. Uh, going into it, and the bats have not woke up at all this year, so we'll see. That is baseball, Marlo. That's all I got. Uh, do you want to take a pick? Who who you got in uh, in the series? In the, in the I guess in the in World, the world series, series. Oh, I mean. as it as it all? Yeah. No. What, what's I don't. your matchup? Um, looking at looking at the bracket as if that matters. Yeah, it's filling out the brackets. <laughs> Bracketology. Um, no, I, don't. I mean. No, I don't. Are the Marlins going to do it? Okay. Are the Marlins going to have Marlins? Are Marlins going to do a magical great. season where there's where their uh, their DVD starts off that they all had mono, and then they win nice. the World Series? <laughs> Not mono. Not mono. I said mono. mono. Sorry, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that would be great. They would beat the Cubs at least. I think uh, Dodgers pretty prohibitive favorites. I'll go with the, the the Dodgers in the NL. And honestly, I feel like the AL is up for grabs. Uh, I could see any, literally any of these teams making it to to the World Series, um, out of, out of that. But I'll I'll take. I'm just going to stick with Yankees Dodgers, which is what I would have said before before the season. Oh my! Goodness. And when it comes down to it, I'll, I'll still stick with it. Okay. Well, that's a dream. 
That's the dream for the for the MLB. Dream for the MLB. Uh, oh, junk. All right. Well, that's it. Baseball playoffs coming at your way. Next week we'll have more. But for now, we got America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. Marlon, we had a big day of upsets. Not yesterday it was college football. Today it was in, uh, I guess, world soccer because it's in two different leagues. I'm bringing this to you. Bayern upset 4-1 to by Hoffenheim. Um, it it could have been worse, too. It was crazy. Uh, Bayern were just outclassed, outplayed, which does not ever happen to Bayern in the Bundesliga, uh, but it happened today, and that was followed up by Man City losing 5-2 to two to Leicester City, who's a very good squad, Leicester City is, but not a team that should... Man, Man City's never a team that should lose 5-2 to two. Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola, excuse me, the manager of uh, Manchester City, had never given up five goals in his professional managerial career. Gave up five today. Uh, absolutely crazy. Just those are, those are absolutely crazy results. Um, and it was really fun to kind of watch them more or less back-to-back this morning as I was waiting for football to start. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, other storyline, I think, is is Everton for real? Uh, they are uh, 3-0. Uh, 3-0-0, I guess. They have won all three of their games. And look like a very dynamic, very good team. They might be... Uh, I don't... Maybe title contender is a bit much at this point, but they seem like they could make a charge for that top four in the league. Bringing in James Rodriguez um, from Real Madrid, which sounds like it was on a free transfer now. It's absolutely insane. Um, as well as some other signings. They look like a very legitimate squad and very good. Um, Liverpool play Arsenal tomorrow, uh, Monday. Uh, so tune in that in the afternoon if you can. It should be a good one. Uh, Arsenal beat Liverpool a couple weeks ago in uh, the Community Shield. Uh, actually, Arsenal has had some pretty good results as of late. Um, this will be a very big test for them to see if, kind of again if they're for real, if they are kind of that team that's ready to take the step and compete for a top four, if not a title spot. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see how that unvi- uh, unfolds in a Premier League match. Uh, other than that, looking ahead to next weekend, uh, we got. I, I think the game of the week is Manchester United versus Tottenham. Um, both these teams kind of on opposite ends of ridiculous penalty kick calls today. Manchester United getting gift. Was this yesterday or yesterday? Yesterday. Uh, Manchester United being gifted a penalty kick uh, at the end of stoppage time to give them a win, and Tottenham being uh, penalized for a penalty that gave away a win against Newcastle today. Um, we'll see how they each respond to that. I guess Manchester United responds to win, but see if they can improve kind of on their play in Tottenham, see if they can bounce back. Uh, it's always funny when bad things happen in Tottenham because Jose Mourinho is their manager, and it's always fun seeing that guy miserable, uh, which is probably a mean thing to say, but it's not because like I want him to be miserable, but because it's really entertaining when he is. So... Does that make me a bad person? Maybe a little bit. Likely, yeah. it, it is It is entertaining. So that's what we got for the corner kick this week, Marlo. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's end it up with some throw-ins here, Casey. All right, throw-in. Uh, I, I just got one. NHL. I don't know if you heard of it, Marlo. It's the small sporting league <laughs> that apparently we're not, we're not really watching. Marlo, too much going on. I can't. Way too I much just, going on. 
I can't I, I can't dive into it. Although I did watch uh, the third period of Game Five that was won by uh, the Dallas Stars. Uh, I wrote down Sharks <laughs> in the notes. The Dallas Stars, they stay alive. Uh, Joe Pavelski, former Badger, the old man who's as old as me, uh, <laughs> scored scored the game tying goal in the third period, and then somebody else scored uh, in in overtime to keep the series alive. Game six is tomorrow. Um, I still expect Tampa to win, um, but I'll, I will be around to watch the third period and overtime if it's available. All right. Shout out Pavolsky, owner of the uh, Lean Feast franchise in Madison. Good guys. Good people. Um, nice. uh, any other throw-ins? I don't have any. I don't I, think I have any for this week. I don't. It was – I was so tuned into football. Yeah. Like just – College football, like we said, fell back. NFL back. Um, yeah, tuned into that. Right. It was a good. It was a good week, yeah. and I had to pay attention. I, uh, playoff baseball so stressful to watch. Marlo and I had a taste of it today, and I guess I'm happy that to be in it, uh, to be experiencing it more. But it is. It's just different. Um, I kind of live in pitch to pitch. All right. So just too much going on for throw-ins. Um, a lot of football. It's feeling good. Next week, getting closer, getting closer to that Big Ten kickoff. One week closer, but not quite there yet. More football on the horizon. Week through, week four, obviously NFL. Um, yeah. Besides that, guys, you know where to find us on Twitter at one thirty two breeze. Myself at Marlo Jr. Casey at Prof Badger fan. Casey, that is it for me. Do you have any last words? Uh. Just normal send off, Marlo. Uh, well, they actually tackled Kamara. Crazy, crazy. All right. Until next time, fellow fans. I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.